0: Thanks so much for uh, coming over today. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about my own um, artistic practice and some of my professional work, which is around research on health and well-being through the arts. So how many people in this room use the arts for self-expression, well-being, yeah? Uh, How about other art? Um, Well, maybe um, music, dance, visual arts. All right, how about other forms of expression? Oh, I see a handbag there too. Sports, um, expressive writing. All right, so there's something about expression that is is sort of key to well-being, and I'll talk a little bit about both of these. But before I start, I just wanna thank uh, Moore College for having me, especially um, Roy and David for helping make this presentation and uh, tonight happen. So, who am I? Right. So, I am a whole lot of things. And I was thinking today about the theme being women artists and what that means to be a woman artist. Can you, is it just that? Are there many other pieces? And for me, certainly, um, all the different aspects of my life my personal life, my professional life, my cultural life, my life as an immigrant um, all of these come together, both in my um, artistic work as well as my research. I went to actually a school of design for my undergrad and I worked with um, artisans in India and one of the most memorable experiences for me was to go to a village in southern India where uh, weavers were committing suicide. Why were they committing suicide? Because a lot of their uh, finely crafted cotton fabrics were not selling in the market, which was flooded with polyester and synthetic fabrics, which are longer lasting. So in a country which um, is, is largely, or which has high levels of poverty, people, if they had to choose between something that would wear out fairly quickly, but was really fine and handcrafted versus something that would last long, people would choose something that would last long. So um, I worked in that setting, bringing in a design intervention which would expand the market beyond the local community to broader global markets. What I didn't realize at that time was the intervention was actually a bit of a mental health intervention as well because the weavers are committing suicide out of despair, out of despair for the lack of value for what they do. And as someone who's made art all my life, I. I've thought often about what role art plays. Um, Is it something, is it it a luxury? Is it an add-on? Is it something um, that we can eliminate from our lives? And I'm not sure we can. And there's an anthropologist called Ellen Desanaike who talks about the role of art in our lives. And she says that it's really about um, something deep, core, and essential to us. It's about memorializing and communicating the things that are most important in our lives, okay? That doesn't sound like an add-on. That's core to who we are. Um, Coming from the field of art therapy, the core philosophy in art therapy is that art helps us express that which is unsayable. Art helps us share that which we cannot share easily. And from some of the research that's come from trauma, indicates that when we undergo trauma, the part of our brain, which is called the broker's area, shuts down. So what does that mean? When you undergo trauma, you actually lose the ability to speak about that trauma. So if we connect the two pieces, that art helps us say the unsayable, and that trauma shuts down the speech part of the brain, and you bring those two together, there's something about the art that helps us communicate difficult things, things that are unsayable, things that are trapped in us. That sort of where I come uh, from in my professional uh, work in the creative arts therapies. And the other question that I think about often is that if it matters, does it matter if you have artistic skills or not? And I'll share some of our research and we'll come back to this question. All right, so some of my personal perspectives, right? Why do we make art? Why do I draw? And I like this image a lot I guess that's my talk. That's it. Right? Uh, I should leave now. <laughs> um, but that's really a lot of what it means for me. So I use art as a, as a tool, um, not just to express myself or express things that are difficult, but also to process. You know, um, something that I'm struggling with, perhaps a question or an interaction. It's a way to process, get the muddle out of your head into an external object, which, in my case, is a visual art form. But for others, it might be music, it might be dance, it might be poetry. But really, it's a way of externalizing things that are going on in our heads. So I, I do both poetry and uh, visual arts. This is actually a series from um, the last few months at work. I was processing a really difficult situation and everything. I was struggling with it. I made this little clay flower and then there's a, suddenly there's a cluster of clay flowers. So it was a particularly vexing few months. Um, I also make art when I am um, anxious about something, so this was right before a conference presentation. The one on the left is before I was really stressed out, I was worried, I was anxious, and to me it kind of represents this kind of tight set of images, and on the left the presentation was done, I was on the flight back home, I was loose, I was happy. So. I also use a lot of natural materials. Uh, To me, I'm moving more and more uh, into um, a sort of sustainable practice, something that helps me um, integrate natural elements, including from my backyard into uh, my art. So that is wood from a tree that fell after a storm one day. And I used coffee. And the one on the right is a little wildflowers that grew and then paper mache. Right. So that's some of my personal perspective, really a way to connect with the world around me, And especially as someone who comes from a different country. I often think about that. I think about media um, as something uh, I struggle with. You know, the kind of media I use in India are very different from the kind of media I use in the U.S. And to me, um, integrating elements from the very earth and the ground in this country is very symbolic of where I am. It's been 18 years since I've come to the US. And to me, I feel a lot more embedded in a way that I didn't some years ago. So that's sort of my personal life as an artist. Um, A lot of what I do professionally now is research on um, the health outcomes of art making. So what happens to us in our bodies and what happens to us in our minds um, when we make art? So in order to do that, uh, we did a study, we invited people to, um, this was funded from the Drexel Uni- University Office of Faculty Development. We invited people to come engage in visual art making with an art therapist. Um, we didn't say anything more. We didn't say it was a therapy session or anything like that. People were invited to come make art for an hour um, in a facilitated setting and no prior experience was required. All we said was people should be between 18 and 16, 60 years of age and that they should identify as healthy, so that they shouldn't be on any, uh, undergoing any medical treatment at that time. And it was mostly open to Drexel staff, faculty, and students. And the main purpose of the study was to understand what happens to us when we make art. Okay. So there's some evidence, in, uh, especially in expressive writing, that if you write about things that are difficult or traumatic, um, you're less likely to go to the doctor. Uh, this study just blew my mind. I, I first heard of it when I was a grad student in the late 90s, and it just blew my mind because what was it saying? It was saying that an act of honest self-expression results in physical well-being and physical health. Right? But nothing like this had been done in the visual arts. So I said, all right, let me see if the same idea works in visual arts. There's also some evidence that uh, art making improves mood and so affect is really another way, a word for mood, and it improves self-efficacy. So the idea that somehow you feel empowered to do more, or that you can handle problems, that sense of self-efficacy is enhanced after art making. All right, so there was no study um, in the visual arts, so I said, all right, let me try and do that. And one of our, some of our assumptions were that all human beings are capable of creative self-expression anyone can identify as an artist, and that what we create is somehow representative of us, and that our physiological states are indicative of our psychological states. So how many of you have heard the word cortisol? So cortisol is um, a protein that's um, uh, released in the body when we perceive stress. So um, evolutionarily, when you saw the lion chasing you, your body released cortisol and told you to run, okay? It's something um, that we need. So if you didn't have cortisol released in your body, you wouldn't get up in the morning. You would just lay in bed. It's something that we need. It, we need it to get up and go every day. But two high levels of cortisol results in disease, results in um, lowering of immunity, and results in illness. So if you think about um, going through a really stressful situation, and then falling sick afterwards. That's what's going on in your body. And it's, cortisol is easily captured in saliva. So I said, all right, let's see. Let's see if making art can change cortisol levels. So we um, had two aims. We looked at changes in cortisol levels and changes in what people said about their mood and self-efficacy. We were able to recruit 39 people. Each of them came individually for one hour sessions. We had six men and 33 women. Um, We had a range of ethnicities. And this is what they did. This is one of the art therapy studios. Um, They had collage materials, clay, and uh, markers. And I would sit in the room. I I would be in a facilitative role. So if they wanted to chat with me while they made the art, I would chat with them. If they wanted me to be quiet, I would be quiet. If they needed help with um, any of the art materials, I would help with that. So I really was sort of mimicking an art therapy session, but it wasn't really art therapy per se. Um, And it was with healthy uh, healthy adults. We collected saliva. Uh, They had to um, uh, put a little swab in their mouth and then pop it back. It went to a lab for analysis. And I'll, I'll get to the results. But some of the things, so when you ask people to come in and make art, these are the kinds of things they would spontaneously create. Memorable experiences, favorite things, Um, some just wanted to play with the materials, Uh, abstracts, and some caricatures and self-portraits. So I'll show you some examples. Can you read easily? I'll just scroll through. So, and you'll see as I show you these slides, art making means something different for each person. For this person, it was a liberation, it was a freeing. And yet she saw some of, who, some of herself in there, someone a little closed in, or how she perceived herself. For the next person, um, art making was all about play. And then she was playing with the materials, putting it together, and to her it represented um, nature, a sunny day by a river and it was, a, it was an opportunity for play and connection. For this person, she just played with the materials. This was a student, she was really stressed out, she just played with it, very kinesthetically. And to her, that was therapeutic, and that was uh, what she needed in the moment. This person made a collage. She felt like she needed to rip paper, she was kind of feeling a little agitated, and this is what she put together. Another student, she made a collage guitar um, in thinking about her boyfriend um, as, a, as something for him. It was a fun and stress-free time, she says. Another person made a basket which reminded her of her um, her younger her childhood days on the Adirondacks, and it was a memory. So amongst all these, these are just a sample of um, uh, art making, and I had no idea what we would get at the end of the study. you know, would their levels go down? I don't know. Uh, so happily, it did. Um, before art making, their levels were at um, approximately seventeen nanograms per milliliter and after art making, it went down pretty significantly to 40. This difference was statistically significant, which means that it wasn't by chance. This really lowered. So think about it, in 45 minutes of free self-expression, people's cortisol levels go down. How exciting is that as an artist? How exciting is that um, to think about the healthfulness of creative self-expression? What else changed? Their mood improved. They, if they came in kind of feeling good about themselves, they felt even better. If they felt, came in with the feeling a little cranky, they felt slightly less cranky. And their self-efficacy improved, which means that their uh, uh, sense of, or their ability to handle challenges or problems, or their perceived sense of that improved. Okay. So overall themes in the art making, people said it was relaxing, they got lost in it, um, it was fun, it was freeing, it was a process, and that they learned something new about themselves. As artists in the room, does this sound familiar? In the kind of experiences? Okay. And each of us, we've had these moments, right? Sometimes we're frustrated, sometimes it's just fun um, in terms of what it means for us. We also looked at what the process was like and whether it related to the changes in cortisol levels. Um, So those who learned something new about themselves and those who struggled through the process, they seemed to have the greatest lowering. So there's something about struggling with and making meaning of the art making process which seemed to be important. So in conclusion, um, this was really exciting. We hope to uh, build on this study further. Um, we found that art making in a supportive setting, a therapeutic context, lowers cortisol levels. So now we don't know if if the same people, if they had done this just by themselves, if we had got the same results. There's something about being with a supportive, or being in a supportive setting that results in these outcomes. And that art helps us see things from new perspectives. Um, And my real takeaway from this was that art is not an add-on. It's at the core of our well-being and our sense of connectedness to others. So um, I actually saw one of the films in preparation for today. And um, as I do with a lot of um, uh, my work, I've created an artistic response. So the one on the left is um, the scribble as the movie was starting and I was doodling throughout. And the one on the right is the same image with um, color and uh, pattern. It's a bit of a throwback to my textile designer days. But to me, this is what, Artistic practice represents. It's the transformation of the simple and the transformation of um, black and white into color.